here's a message from Ken Lavica. I hate to say it, but this is the most interesting golf has been in 10 years. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone Labanowitz, let's play a game real quick. Okay, let's just play a game real quick. What's the biggest sports news of the day? Brooks Kepka. Who won the U.S. Open? Matt Fitzpatrick. How much are we going to talk Matt Fitzpatrick today? A total of 11 seconds. Exactly. Golf is fascinating right now. You might not like where golf is headed, but it is fascinating right now. Ken Levick alive. Tuesday, here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And in John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sunshiny and absolutely miserable Intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. We are busy, busy, busy. Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is now the world capital of blood money. It's not just golf. We're not the capital of golf. With the top names in the sport all living in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, the 561 and the 772, we embrace them. We call them our own. Hey, uh, Ricky Fowler, come here. Come here. Come to, come to our bosom. Dustin Johnson, we're proud of you. Former world number one. Man, we really, really love our Brooks Kepka. Went to high school here, a local. Chase Kepka, the Kepka brothers, just. A beacon of light in what local sport should be. Uh, hey, this is uh, Riyadh. Uh, we are trying to uh, help our, uh, our our government and our nation's reputation uh, by by starting up a, a golf league. Uh, we commit human rights atrocities, but we really think you'd help. So uh, here's a couple million dollars. You good? Uh, yeah, we're good. See you in Riyadh. Click. And that's what we've become. Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is the sports Blood money, sports-washing capital of the world. And you know what? What a thrill. <laughs> this is, I, I, there is absolutely zero equivalent right now when it comes to a league, an independent league. I'm not talking about a worldwide tournament, but I'm talking about a league with what we're seeing right now in golf. I want to bring you back to the days of yesteryear, the days of yore. Which was six days ago, just outside of Boston, where Cardinal Newman grad Brooks Kepka, proud member at that time of the PGA Tour. I don't know about proud. In preparation for the U.S. Open, was asked about the LIV Tour, the Live Tour, 54, whatever you want to call it, Greg Norman's Tour, and this was Brooks Kepka and his always sunshiny response. Is there a figure at which you would swap tours? Does that exist? Is it as simple as that? I haven't given it that much. I mean, I haven't given it that much thought. Really? I, re- I, I mean, I was... I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the U.S. Open, man. Like, I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once because right. it's—I mean—it's a situation. Like we're here to play, and you're talking about some event that happened last week. Well, there's events going to be going on now for the next foreseeable future. I know, but you can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, can you? Now you could drive a car looking in the rearview mirror. Supposed to, yeah. Like you do need to glance <laughs> at it occasionally, and I suppose if you keep your attention on it out of your peripheral view, you could probably continue to drive the car. But I digress. the The defiance, the disgust, the disdain in which Brooks Kepka handles that question—a similar question that's been asked to almost any and every other relevant golfer in the sport over the last month to two months. I mean, listen to it again one more time. The question, which is a valid one, 
Is there a, is there a dollar amount? Is there a, a dollar amount that would that would have you considering live golf? That that that's the innocuous question that was asked, and I want you to one more time listen to the disdain, the disgust in the voice of Cardinal Newman grad Brooks Kepka. Is there a figure at which you would swap tours? Does that exist? Is it as simple as that? I haven't given it that much. I mean, I haven't given it that much thought. Really? I, re- I mean, I was. I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the U.S. Open, man. Like, I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once. Right. Because it's, I mean, it's a situation. Like, we're here to play, and you're talking about some event that happened last week. Well, there's events going to be going on now for the next foreseeable future. I know, but you can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, can you? So that response... To that question, Brooks Kepka doesn't want to talk live. Brooks Kepka was focused on the U.S. Open. Now fast forward to this morning. Right around 8.15 a.m. Eastern Time. Breaking news overseas from Sky Sports. Well, some big breaking news for you now, and it concerns golf, and yet another huge name is going to quit the PGA Tour and join the Live Golf Series, and that man is a former major champion in the form of Brooks Kepka. Sky Sports minute. News understands the four-time major winner has removed all references to the PGA Tour on his social media profiles and will tear it up in his second event in Portland next week. That's the same event that Bryson DeChambeau will be making his debut in. Uh, Kepka was asked about defecting uh, during last week's U.S. Open, and this is the response he gave. He said, I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the U.S. Open, man. I legitimately <laughs> don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. But now we do understand that the 32-year-old is the latest big name to join the series, along with the likes of Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, as I mentioned, Phil Mickelson, who played in that first event as well uh, last week in Hertfordshire. Sky Sports News also understands that the world number 20, Abraham Anser, who withdrew due to illness from the US Open, will also be joining that Live series. If I was in the U.S. Open and knew how much money was coming my way, I would fake illness, too, to go count my bank account figures. Oh, yeah. Like Abraham Answer did. But it's weird how the world works, right, Stone? It's weird how the world works. Six days ago, black cloud. This sucks. This is bleepy. I'm focusing on the U.S. Open. And then this morning, ah, Welcome to the family, Brooks Kepka. Welcome to Live Golf. Weird, weird, weird how that works, which means, unless I'm just daft, unless that this was the quickest business discussion that has ever happened in the, prof- the history of professional sports, Brooks Kepka put on that performative act last week just outside of Boston, offended by the question about Live Golf, after signing with Live Golf. I agree. I mean, I, that's the only way that could have gone down. I mean, it's impossible to argue because it literally <laughs> was only six days. But I, I, I think, of course, he knew that he was going to join the Live Tour, but he just wanted to make it a point that I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm not interested. I don't like them, which uh, I don't think he has the right to do that. I mean, he doesn't. Of course, well, I mean, we're even immediate. Like, you have a right to answer us. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But there are just some people. There is a long list of professional athletes that don't want to hear what the media has to say that don't want to answer that question that doesn't think they're credible that this that this so i I don't care and that's fine what i will say what i will say before i i sort of turn the tables on this is that that act last week from brooks kepka and i know he's one of our own and i know we we love him but that was clown stuff i mean that is put up a huge tent get some elephants strike up the music Put up some hoops. Who are the brothers? And pile into a little tiny car and drive around with all your clown friends. Clown act from Brooks Kepka. Okay? What I am going to ask of Brooks Kepka, who I'm sure is back in the area at this point right now. It's been six, seven years that we've been trying to get him here on ESPN 106.3 in any capacity. Just to record a liner, say hi, interview. Like We're on his side. We're pro Kepka. And every single time, whether it be ESPN 106.3 or WPTV News Channel 5, we've been uh, rebuffed. 
So what I what I want you to do, Stone, because that's your boy. Oh yeah. And, and what I'd like you to do in a tweet is tell him I I, I put my hard earned money on you last week at the U.S. Open. Make sure he knows <clears throat> that you attempted to make a a wise financial decision um, in your best interest based on the play of Brooks Kepp because you trust him. But I want you to tweet at him and ask him that if if he wants to tell his side of the live story on this show. Because while last week his behavior was clownish, I have zero, zero problem with him making the decision to leave the PGA Tour and go play for the Live Tour. In fact, it's the wise decision. Mm. And why? Because money. Let's stop acting like this is anything other than money. But let's also stop acting as if these players that are going to play for the Live Tour are committing some sort of treason against the United States of America or whatever nation they may be from. Blood money. I can't believe this. The human rights violations of Saudi Arabia. They're sports washing. This is atrocious. How dare you? Wait a minute. Golf for decades, including your beloved Augusta National, but golf for decades has catered to the high-class American white male or the high-class European white male who believes in capitalism. Capitalism, damn it, gets yours. Class system, upper class, middle class, lower class. If you're living the American dream, if you are living the capitalistic dream, you work your way to the top and you make sure you stay there. You earn yours. So what's happening here, that sport that is catered to that mindset, these guys are making a capitalistic decision and getting theirs. Not because they watch CNN or watch Fox News and they're concerned about human rights violations and the murder of journalists, but no. It's going to bloat their checking account. So you, how hypocritical is it if we as golf fans, and especially those who are the hardcore golf fans that are in golf, who have lived this capitalistic mindset, had the game catered to them, that mindset, tried and true, American way capitalism, these players are going to get theirs now all of a sudden because the money is coming from some place that maybe they deem a little bit unsavory, it's, it's inherently and inextricably wrong. See how hypocritical that is? Augusta National, up until 20 years ago, didn't allow black people in. Right. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And don't make any mistake about it. If four years ago, the Saudi Arabian government went to the PGA Tour and said, hey, we have this $6 billion fund that we want to use to enhance our sporting projects. You want a cut of that and we can get in business together? You know what the PGA Tour would do? Put her there, kid. Oh, yeah. Put her there. Let's get into business. The PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, they don't care about the blood money. They don't care about the human rights violations. What they care about is that Brooks Kepka, that Bryson DeChambeau, that Phil Mickelson, that Abraham Anser, that Graham McDowell, those names have been poached with more on the way. Yeah. That's what they care about. This phony sports morality thing that we're doing with golf, especially this sport, is so... Maddening, And I'm not trying to prop up the Saudi Arabian government. I'm not trying to support Live Golf. But what I'm saying is that the hypocrisy that we're seeing. Oh, Pearl Clutch. How could they do this and take this money? Oh, stop. This sport, more than any other sport, has made itself open to this type of thing. Open to this type of challenge from this type of country, this sport especially has opened itself up to that. So if you're surprised by this, if you're offended by this, your mind space is completely wrong. And I think what's most hypocritical to me, because we can talk politics all day, but the fact that this morning, 
PGA Tour came out and said, we're going to hold now, just randomly, just randomly, eight no-cut events with a $20 million purse. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Okay, so we weren't a threat. You you made fun. It, it, you made fun of us as a tour. Right. Like we, it was a joke. But now you you're doing do, what we're doing. So the most common defense of the PGA Tour through the entire process of their challenge from Live Golf has been, oh well, I respect the player who wants to compete. Yeah, and I respect the player who's going to go earn his money. Yeah, the, the the format that they use isn't real golf. Right. Right. It's it's 54 holes and they're already making their money and so it's just a vacation for them. This isn't real golf. But what has the PGA Tour then as of this morning responded with? Something that resembles live golf. <laughs> That's what the response has been after all of this talk about competition and earn your purse. What has Jay Monahan done? Uh, guys, guys, I have this idea. In the fall, we're going to reconfigure our entire schedule, and we're going to raise the ante $50 million. Unique. No, no, it's, it's like live. It's, it, you're going to try and spend with the Saudis. That's exactly what it is. So then that washes away that argument. So the question is, is, is the live tour ruining golf? The Saudis, it's clear what they're doing. They are sports washing. They are trying to bring respectability or make the world more comfortable with them and their human rights atrocities by drawing in big sports names, aligning themselves with big sports names to form a new league. Is it gross? Yeah. Is it ethically wrong? Yeah. Is it surprising? No. Is it wrong for the players to go make their bag? No. And here's the problem that golf finds itself in. Because other than Tiger Woods and his rare fleeting successes over the last decade, a brief stint coming back from injury as world golf number one, winning the Masters, other than those two moments for Tiger Woods... This is the most captivating that the sport of professional golf has been, and it's not even a question, not even an argument, not even a debate. No matter how you feel about the Live Tour or the players going there or their motives for going to the Live Tour, Live right now is responsible for the most captivating and the most interesting thing we've seen from that sport in a decade. And you can book it. Is the Live Tour ruining golf for the fan? Because now you're going to have a PGA Tour bereft of Phil Mickelson, without Brooks Kepka, with no Dustin Johnson. Let's not forget Dustin Johnson a year ago was the world number one. Dustin Johnson 16 months ago was the Masters champion. Brooks Koepka's a four-time major champion. Phil Mickelson's just over a year removed from being the oldest major winner in golf history. And now, they're all on the live tour. And it is fascinating to see the PGA Tour scramble. It is fascinating to see this new league pop up. I'm curious about the format. I'm curious about the 54 holes. I think it's an interesting discussion. It's also showing that the PGA Tour, for way too long, hinged its success and its viability on tradition and loyalty. It's never been challenged like this. Golf, we know how much golf loves to romanticize itself. More than any other sport, you tune in to a tournament any random Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, especially major, and (laughs) per sport capita, you won't see more black and white footage than what you see with golf. It loves to lean on its history and its tradition, and the PGA Tour for too long did not think progressively enough. It did not raise the purses enough. It did not modify the game enough. Last year, you know what the answer was for the PGA Tour to the looming threat of a Saudi-backed golf league, it was a competition to see who could get more social media engagement. Who could get more TV time? Who could do better on Instagram? Who could be a better social media influencer? 
who could be a star of the gram or better on TikTok. That was Jay Monahan's answer. Nothing to do with on the course, but more to do with how can you get your face out there? Well, Jay, guess what? These guys have their face out there now. And Brooks Kepka, a guy who turned his back on your tour today, is much more popular in this discussion world, this sports world, on this Tuesday, two days after the U.S. Open, than your current PGA Tour player who won the U.S. Open. That's a problem, brother. Yeah, and, and funny enough, you spoke about the PGA Tour trying to raise engagement and stuff. It was Tiger Woods would win the most engagement. He wasn't even playing. He wasn't even playing and he won it. And he won it. And that's the same thing with tennis. They do the same exact thing and Roger Federer wins it. He hasn't played in two years. It's like, so it's an attempt, uh, uh, the biggest faceplant failure. Yeah, because it's an individual sport. It's not a team sport. Those things don't work. I thought you were going to say the match instead of the social media engagement but here's, thing. But, but, but let's talk about the match, okay? Other than Tiger Woods, every single player who Turner Networks, a billion-dollar company with multiple networks under its TV umbrella, and every year they have made the match a spectacle, okay? Where they have mixed pro golfers with athletes from other sports, and it's drawn in numbers, and it's become an annual tradition. It's replaced basically the skins game as an American tradition now. Other than Tiger Woods, the players they have used... Phil Mickelson multiple times, who arguably is the star of the match. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau. Where are all those guys now? Oh, Liv. Why were those guys selected by Turner Broadcast Networks to be a part of the match? Because they were deemed the most captivating, the most relatable, the biggest faces, the most talent. That golf had to offer. By a wide margin. By a wide margin. And now they're all in live golf. And Tiger Woods has one leg. If you think Tiger <laughs> Woods is playing any other PGA Tour event in the rest of his career, what are the odds do you think that, that, that forget majors, do you think Tiger Woods ever plays another PGA Tour event in the rest of his career? The I, rest of his career. I don't. I would give it exactly. A, I would give it a 20% chance mm-hmm. solely based off of his favorite events. Yep. Like it, it's it's like a nostalgic thing. Like yep. he wants to play here one more time because he's won it 14 times. Like whatever the case may be. That's the only chance he's got. Is the live tour ruining golf for the fan? And I say no. I say this is great for golf because A, it's going to force the PGA Tour to do things like raise the purses, which they're already proposing. They should have done it 10 years ago. It's going to force them to think outside the box. It's going to force them to reward players outside of social media engagement. And again, somebody just absolutely get rid of that nonsense. It may force them to start pushing their younger stars finally. Now, okay. And not leaning on Phil Mickelson, and not leaning on Dustin Johnson, and not leaning on Brooks Kepka. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, you get the old promotional machine going again, PGA Tour. So that is one of my favorite, most underrated things that Liv is doing. I think there are three or four 16 and 17 year old kids that are basically phenoms that aren't privileged enough. There was a, an article on one kid who can't really pay to get on the Corn Ferry Tour. But the kid's got game, and he's got mm-hmm. enough people willing to back him, so they just threw him on the live tour. So now, mom and dad, you're proud of your 16-year-old kid who's going to be a star one day because now he, there's no cuts in LIV. So you're getting $120,000. You come in dead last. Whatever contract you sign, the kid's going to finish. He's going to be 18 years old and have a yep. couple million dollars in the bank. And, and not one person has been able to do that on the PGA Tour. Yep. The Corn Ferry Tour, there are guys who are barely able to pay rent. They're trying to grind their way into the PGA Tour. That's great. It makes for a good American underdog story. But is it comfortable and is it fair? No. And it's embarrassing when you got guys like uh, Justin Thomas fledging $12,000 to get some guy that he likes, some mm-hmm. 21-year-old, to Oregon or to wherever it is to compete in a tournament. Like, these guys are pulling out of their pocket because the PGA won't. It's just, it's all good. It's all good to make money. And to reach a certain tax bracket, especially in the golf world, that's all good. But then some guys are actually trying to live that thought process, and now it's evil. I mean, make it make sense. Make it so hypocritical. And again, is it dirty money? Maybe. Maybe. Do I support the Saudi regime? Absolutely not. 
Do I support guys getting their money and making the decision as independent contractors to do so? Yes. I fully support that. I fully support that. Is Brooks Kepka clownish? That act last week, was it off-putting? Absolutely. Do I blame Brooks Kepka for doing what he's doing? Absolutely not. Like, I don't blame Bryson DeChambeau. Like, I don't blame Phil Mickelson, except he opened his mouth and, oh, I'm going to leverage human rights violations against the PGA Tour. Not the smartest thing to talk about, Phil. <laughs> not the smartest thing. But I'm, I'm captivated. I'm in. And for me, I don't tune into the PGA Tour every weekend, okay? I follow it in passing sometimes, but not every weekend. But you know what I am going to do now? Compare the Live Tournament to the PGA Tournament on weekends like this weekend where they're concurrent. Now, I hear I'm you. fascinated in that. But if we would have compared London's, which is the first event mm-hmm. on the Live Tour, to the RBC Canadian Open, which Rory won, mm-hmm. it was it was pretty embarrassing. And as a pro Live guy, I was I was okay. I was, I was uncomfortable watching. Good. And Rory, Rory right now is in a great spot yeah, because he, he is. is carrying the torch for oh. the PGA Tour. He is extremely eloquent with doing it. He's extremely powerful and persuasive. This is great for Rory because yeah. guess what? This is going to do. It's going to make sponsors or companies who maybe never in their wildest Dreams thought about putting money towards the PGA Tour, the sponsorship of Rory McIlroy for an endorsement. You know what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. They're going to do it now. And you know what that's going to mean for Rory? He gets his bag. Yes, sir. Just like these guys are getting their bag. But it comes from a more desirable place. How do you know? How do you know? You know how many companies that sponsor the PGA Tour or these PGA golfers are probably making donations to the NRA? How many of these people... <laughs> <laughs> who support golf are, uh, you understand, yeah. you understand that the former president at his club had a PGA championship lined up before the PGA Tour deemed him too racist to actually continue to host that tour, but he had business dealings in Saudi Arabia while he was president. You realize how many people in golf support that man. And I'm not trying to be divisive here, but I'm stating a fact. So it's okay for him, but not for Brooks Kepka. Would you stop? Is the Live Tour ruining golf for the fan? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Is the Live Tour ruining golf for the fan? And I say this is the most fascinating. It's been in a decade outside of anything Tiger Woods does. Now, Tiger, I could see him walking down the street, and I would cheer and go crazy and break into tears, okay? Um, but other than that, this has me hooked now. How is this going to turn out? Let's kick it off on the phones with Devin in West Palm. Devin's on Kent Levick Alive. What's up, Devin? What's up, Ken? I'm calling from Boca, not West Palm. Oh, sorry about that, Devin. Um, that's okay. Um, Stone and I had an interesting conversation last week because he's a pro-live guy. I'm not really pro-PGA, but I was, re- I was understanding where the PGA players was coming from when they was defending the PGA. Yeah. But when I saw Brooks Kepka reflected this morning, I was like, oh, damn. This is now on a whole nother level because the PGA started in the beginning with the wrong defense because they, where they attacked Saudi Arabia and they made it seem like players wasn't going to jump over. Mm-hmm. But when you're being offered this amount of money to do something, they didn't realize that some of these guys wasn't as loyal as they thought they was going to be. Right. Now they were in a predicament because the stance that they took, that you're attacking, everybody's attacking them on Saudi Arabia, everybody's doing business, blah, blah, blah. Now they can't stand on that leg anymore because a lot of the main players are now leaving to go to the left tour. So right now, the PG has to do some backtracking because what I realize is going to eventually happen. They're going to have to coincide with that tour and they're going to look so bad now because they're going to have to go and pick up their family because right now what they're going to have to do is find a way that they could coexist because if you got Brooks Kepka going over to the left tour, there's not many much guys left. There's only like five guys left that we're interested in outside of Tiger on the PGA uh-huh. Tour. So right now, they don't have that leg that they thought like, oh, J-Man, I was like, oh, we got to watch a boom, bro. You yeah. have to realistic. The, the whole perspective has changed here, Devin. And, and this, is, this is the issue now where it's no longer the washed up guys. It's no longer the exactly. Graham McDowell or the Phil Mickelson. Because now you, you can talk about Brooks Kepka's injuries all you want. He's still a four-time major champion. And I think part of the reason he's going to, less workload. And he's been open with, hey, 
I play for the majors. And now he has more than enough time to get healthy and to prepare for the tournaments he actually cares about and make his bag in the process. Abraham Answer, he has his whole career ahead of him. He has tournament wow. wins ready to go. That Bro. one is a big message sender. Bro, those are those are big names. And one more thing quick before I leave for Stone. Stone. I, I respect that you're you're a pro live, but look at this. You the live guys, you guys gotta be serious because you cannot have a gimmick tour. Like you said, that event in England was was embarrassing. Oh yeah. yeah. Now even if you have big name guys, you have to put a product out there that is gonna captivate audience because Ken is like, Oh, I love this and I'm gonna look Ken. You're going to have to find a place to stream it on YouTube and make sure when right. they do get a TV sponsor, which they're going to get, you and guys like Stone are going to tune in to drive up ratings because the PGA is an established thing. So Live has a momentum, but Live, don't just sit on this. You have to give us a product that we are going to be interested right. in as you are going to look really, really bad. Appreciate the call, Devin. Here's where this becomes interesting, though, and we'll take a break and we have asked Steve's in just a moment. But right now, Live Golf isn't interested in ratings when you have 600 billion dollars at your disposal right now you spend time building this and then worry about that there's probably a four-year window before before live golf has to start worrying about who's tuning in to this thing i love that and also this uh, saudi private investment fund do you know how much they actually fledged towards eight events or towards this season 400 million mm-hmm. so that the six- they have a 600 billion dollar pool to take from. I am and not, they just flipped again, out quarters and change. Y- you said you're pro-live. Stone's into it. I am not pro-live. What I am, though, is I'm <laughs> I'm live-curious. <laughs> I'm live-curious. I mean, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, just because I think this is a bit of comeuppance for the PGA Tour. It took them too long to be proactive for anything, and now they're sort of paying the consequences a little bit. I just like the PGA Tour being challenged. Could it come from a more savory place? I wish. But I'm also curious in this because Brooks Kepka leaving, and you know the immediate response is, oh, but it's only uh, he's only uh, played in eight tournaments a year because he's hurt all the time. You, know, like, you get salty. You get petty about Brooks Kepka. But I'm telling you, less work, more money. Okay. Isn't that the American way, too? <laughs> now, that... So right? when, yes, absolutely, and that's why that's what I, you work for. I would call myself pro live because of those few things. Because Stone's American, damn it. More time with family. That's American. That's L- right. Less time working. Yeah. That's damn sure American. Uh-huh. Pumpkin pie. Free money. Fireworks. Last place participation money. That's American that's nowadays. Right. And I, I think when when Devin brings up, you're gonna have to find a way to enjoy viewing it. I don't necessarily find that true because. I'm interested in shotgun starts. Time and time again, on, on a Saturday and a Sunday of a golf tournament, you get a one- or two-hour window to watch, if you're lucky. Yeah. You might have to watch some scrubs. You don't have to watch some feature groups that you don't want to watch. But Liv's going to do shotgun starts, so everyone's going to be playing, and you'll be able to, on YouTube, well, go to the matchups. It's going to be Brooks and Phil teamed up. They're going to be mic'd up. Like, No, this is interesting. The key part of this, and Greg Norman said it this week, they are applying to uh, be able to, to grab and have players earn World Golf ranking points. If that happens, and I don't know if it's going to, Wrap it if up. that happens, then Liv becomes ultra-legitimate. And then the PGA Tour really has a problem. Is the Liv Tour ruining golf for the fan? Is the Saudi Arabian money, the guys leaving straight up for cash, big names now, Brooks Kepka, the latest. Is the Live Tour ruining golf for the fan? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. When we return, the boss man, Steve Politziner, ask Steve's on the way, and we continue to take your calls. He is Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. And we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Ask Steve's in just a moment, but let me continue on that path with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program unequivocally is your path to the sports industry. Want to get into a front office? Want to get into marketing? Want to learn the business? Want to realize your dream job? 
the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I can't tell you how many times I get asked, how do you get into sports? How do you get into sports? How do you get into sports? I'm just some dope who talks about sports, okay? I got lucky. I'm just an idiot who won't shut up. But if you want to get into the meat of sports, you want to be a decision maker, I may be a dope, but I can tell you where to go. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. That is the path. Don't just take it from me. There are countless examples of those who got their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic and went on to great things. Their dream job. Realize your dream. I can't put it any more simply. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up for fall semester classes on campus or remote. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. He is all-knowing. He is wise. He is Steve Politziner. It is time for Ask Steve's. Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's on Ken LaVick Alive. You've got mail. Google? Yeah, right. Yahoo? What a joke. Alexa? Not even in his stratosphere. It is the president of Good Karma Brands, our parent company at ESPN West Palm. Steve Politziner here on Ken Levick Alive. Ask Steve's. Steve, you're on vacation this week? Kenny, I'm always somewhere. Um, I'm not exactly on vacation right now. I'm sitting in a uh, in an office um, where I will be for uh, 12 hours uh, oh. today. I just happen to be in a different location. <laughs> <laughs> Jet setting across the country at random offices so we can get the job done. But this is good. So before we get to questions from uh, from fans of uh, Ask Steve's, you're the guy that has a vacation. You're the guy. What pictures last week? Oh, man, I tell you what. what I mean, did yes. you ever not have a drink in your hand? I, I, Steve, I tell you what. I was a delinquent in the best way possible in Jamaica, and I've never jumped off or into more things than I did in Jamaica. It was excellent. I would recommend it to anybody. You, Steve, if you wanted to take the family, if you love waterfalls, love sort of nature vacations, and, well, a drink in hand, I highly recommend Jamaica to you. Nice, nice. Um, well, sounds great. Love, uh, maybe this is, should be called Ask Ken's <laughs> so we can find out on where to go. No, that's the limit uh, of anything I can provide this segment right now because we do have questions from fans, and I know that you're sort of a, a golf nerd. You are, you're, you're into it, you follow the PGA Tour closely, uh, and so now Live Golf, this is probably the biggest acquisition they've made because Phil Mickelson just spoiled and ruined his uh, introduction into Live Golf. But Brooks Kepka, our own, our Cardinal Newman grad, is gone, and he is off to Live Golf now. We've been asking, is the Live Tour ruining golf for the fan? Now, I have said I'm more captivated over this with golf uh, minus Tiger than anything I've been over the last decade. Like, this is fascinating to me. You've already got Jay Monahan reconfiguring the fall and raising purse money in response to what the Saudis are doing and what Live Golf is doing for you, who uh, you're trying to tune into golf on a weekly basis. You're at least really following it. You play it an awful lot. Is the Live Tour ruining golf for you, Steve? Um. Look, it's very upsetting right now. And like Justin Thomas last week said, he's really losing sleep over this. You've seen people have to pick sides, that people have to say, will I ever talk to this person again? You know, you have friendships that are um, strained, you know, right now. Um, I'm really of the belief, though, like (laughs) over time, I'm not sure where it's going to settle, but is is that ruining golf for me? There are so many good golfers. It stinks that we won't see... You know, that you won't get to see some of these guys. But these guys don't want to play in every random tour event. And most people, most casual fans, aren't watching most random tour events also. So at the moment, just like settle down, because as long as the majors, and I know they're going to be meeting, but as long as all of the governing bodies, because the majors are not run, you know, outside outside of the PGA Championship, you know, not run by the P, not run by the PGA, that, as long as they're still letting them play, there's a whole group that's going to say, hey, if I still get to see all the best golfers in the world compete in um, the U.S. Open, the Masters, you know, the Open Championship, and the PGA Championship, I might be, like, okay with that. So 
This is it is a, it's an explosive story. Nothing ever in golf has come this. It obviously has political in, implications, international implications, which make it that much more of a juicy, you know, that much more sure. of, a, a, of a juicy tale. I'd say it's a very uncomfortable situation. Um, I'm not in the ruined. Let's see where it all, you know, comes out. Let's see where it all comes out. Because if the whole goal, if the whole goal, right, the goal for the players and the goal for um, the Saudi Arabian, you know, fund that's behind it are two separate things. The goal for the players is just to get money. Right. Right. The goal for the fund is to sports watch their reputation. Uh Well, if that, if that isn't accomplished, why are they going to keep paying billions of dollars out? They'll go pay for something else. Yeah, there's going to be an end point to this if it doesn't meet the the end game of what everybody's looking for there. Now, I do want to pick your media business brain for a second because the topic of majors has come up and uh, the potential of maybe banning these live players from the majors. Now, the PGA Tour can't make that decision independently. Uh, the head of the USGA before the U.S. Open indicated that maybe that's a discussion that will come. But how does this work? Because for me... The networks, in my mind, probably carry a lot of weight in those decisions. They're the ones that are paying money yeah. for the rights. The networks aren't going to be happy if a Dustin Johnson isn't there, if a Brooks Kepka isn't there. Sponsors who, by commercial time, aren't going to be happy if those guys aren't there, making the network unhappy. What is the likelihood in your mind that these guys, the bigger names, could be banned from major play? Well, I think you hit it, Kenny. I think because of the... Um, because of TV ratings and because of media rights, which pay for the lion's share of things. And then after that, you have sponsorship. Um, All of the governing bodies are being very careful about making any proclamations. And everyone's going to sort of wait for everyone else, you know, to see where it goes. It almost reminds me of um, in COVID. Do you remember all of the around college football? Everyone was waiting to see what the other conferences would do. Yep. And, you know, the Big Ten came out and, and, and canceled, and then the SEC didn't. And, you know, there's a feeling that maybe there was an, an advantage created at that point that, that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 may never catch up. Right. You know, may, may never catch up you know, as a result. Now, um, point being is that TV guided so, guides so much more, you know, so much of these decisions. You know, the networks, the networks like, you know, we're affiliated with, you know, guide a lot of these decisions and I think that is um, until they can figure out how they know that they will still be able to justify you know, what they are what they are charging. Now, for the players, these a lot of these like outside. Uh, you, you, there's a piece. You would all be lying if you said, "Hey, there's not a piece that you can understand." You're going to pay me several hundred million dollars, <laughs> and I barely have to work. <laughs> Dustin Johnson actually said it best, which is kind of you know kind of funny. But when Dustin Johnson was was at the press conference or one of the introductory live press conferences, he was asked. Um, the reporter, I don't know if you saw it, said, "So what are you going to do now? The other forty weeks a year, you're going to go fishing?" And Dustin Johnson said, "I'll do whatever I want." Uh-huh. <laughs> and and some of those players like totally understand, yeah, you know that absolutely. piece, of, you know that that piece of it, but. It's going to take, it's going to be the Open Championship or the Masters. One of those two, you know, the British Open, the Open Championship, one of those two are going to have to make some sort of a major, a major statement. I don't see why the Open Championship would kick them out. No. You know, you have, a ton, you have a ton of, like, Europeans, you have a ton of Americans that come o- only come over there for that. Right. I, I don't see why they, w- why they would. So it would really be, to me, it comes down to the Masters. And, and the Masters has been in this spot before. And they've, their past has been checkered. Remember, they've been mm-hmm. hard pressed about about diversity with their membership. Yeah, yeah. They've been obsessed about gender, you know, with their membership. Them Eventually making a stand, like them making a stand against uh, a a human rights or a social violation, would be a massive, massive deal. Because boy, oh boy, would you have to reach back to the not too distant past to find their own inadequacies. Right, and they're trying to, I think, walk into the future carefully, and they always hide behind the, we're a private club, a private organization. To me, you can't hide behind that when you choose to take millions and millions of dollars and put your tournament on TV. Right. You're a little bit more, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, of that. It's like the old Charles Barkley, like, we're not, you know, we're not role models. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a role model because you're a bad parent. Well, that's a bit, that comes a little bit with the territory. 
uh, you know, now. So I'm just so fascinated on you know, these governing bodies um, all have some agreements, but they also do things on their own. Look, Live Golf just applied for a fit. Now I'm getting really deep in the weeds here, but a, uh, you've, I'm sure you guys saw this. World Golf Live Golf just applied yeah. for official World Golf Ranking right. points. Going to be huge. That's a game changer decision. if that and if happens. they get those or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they get so, those, then it validates this entire thing that people think is just sort of a a fleeting uh, uh, sort of circus uh, with with live yep. golf. Uh, by the way, yep. maybe you can uh, you can use some of your poll. We've been trying to book book uh, Brooks Kepka uh, to uh, to uh, tell his side of the story for live golf, and we support him. We're we're a safe space, a safe haven for him. Uh, and like the other four thousand times we've tried to book. Him, unsuccessful so maybe you can try to uh maybe you can try to get that if you could well i uh, i had the actually privilege of, of um being forecatting for brooks at this pass on the classic uh, my son was actually the forecatty you know so you walk you walk with him and it was what you what we've been told and what you expect brooks is not um warm and fuzzy in fact even you notice last week he said the whole thing about you all are throwing a black cloud oh, yeah. over this entire thing oh, yeah. you know it, which is really um, you know, kind of telling because he never said a word about how he felt, no, you know, no. about it, you know, at the time. And then with his brother going, I don't think there was a, you know, a huge surprise. Brooks Kepka isn't interested in the media piece. Brooks Kepka isn't interested in um, playing every week. He, he wants to just like the DJ. Like, at this point, they're saying it takes so much to gear up for majors. Um, there's some feeling that Tiger would might have been induced if he didn't have to play eight live golf right. events because he wants to play four events right. at this point. Maybe maybe a couple others that he's associated with from a charitable, you know, perspective. Um, and that's the piece where from the players, like that'd be human nature. You're going to pay me a few hundred million dollars, you know, to, to you're going to pay me more to work less. Sounds good to Anyone me. Anyone can relate to that part about that. <laughs> Sounds um, it's just so much deeper. Uh, Steve Policino, President of Good Karma Brands, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, a uh, business maven, a successful youth coach. He knows all, and we put his wisdom out there for all of you to enjoy every week here. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. Let's get to some fan questions here, Steve. Uh, this comes from Penelope in Del Rey. Penelope, thank you for the question. My kids are out of the house, and my husband and I are looking for a refreshing alcoholic summer drink to enjoy on the weekends. Any recommendations? Mm, well, I have to, you know, give thought to, uh, of course, first and foremost, got to think about all of our partners, you know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I happened to be out last night, and someone handed me a refreshing white cloth, oh. and I thought that was a uh, very refreshing. It's refreshing, yeah, chill, and absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. I was outside on a on a on a um, at a barbecue, so I thought that was a good spot in the summer, right? I do tend to go to more of like a, a gin and tonic. That is more of my summer drink. Okay. Um, maybe with some crushed cucumbers. Got it. I would consider about, I would, I would think about that. And, um, um, and then I think a mojito is also oh, a very a nice, one. you know, refreshing, yeah. you know, drink in the summer. Duffy's but you're probably a very a better person mojito. to ask considering yeah. you were photoed for seven days with a uh, drink in your hand at yeah. all times. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I mean, honestly, when I'm out with friends, I love a, an ice-cold Bud Light. Uh, big fan of, mm-hmm. uh, of an ice-cold Bud Light. But uh, I, I would go with a daiquiri, especially Penelope, and maybe I'm making a generalization. Seems a little bit older, but it's very easy at home to make a daiquiri. Just don't do too many because the fruitiness and the sugar uh, component of it, I, you don't want a nasty hangover from that. So that, yeah, very I think, surprised you go at the daiquiri with the, cal- the calories attached to a daiquiri. Yeah. Kenny, not everyone can just get up and you know run 15 miles and burn it off. No, so I know. My but- advice is for the average person. Not the, you know, superhuman you know, marathoner. Yeah, yeah, no, that, and that's the right way to go. And you're, you're for the people and the general public, and that's why you do this, because you're always considering that. Um, also, too, uh, from, our, from our fans here, um, this is from Joey and Jupiter. We're preparing our fireworks supply for the 4th of July. We go hard, but our older neighbors get mad because we like to go late into the night. How late is too late for fireworks? Thank you, Joey. Yeah, that's a, that's a really a great question. Fireworks uh, seem to me, I mean, not for me, just seem to be 9 p.m. is the go zone for fireworks, yeah. right? Yeah. It's gotten dark. Everyone's ready to roll. I think 8, like when when it's still a little bit of light out, it's dusk. I'm not, I think it's a little early. 
Um, but I, don't, I think 1130, you know, it, it is late if you're doing them as you can in Florida, like basically in your backyard mm-hmm. and anyone can, anyone can go and do them. I think you have to be, you do need to be a little bit mindful, you know, mindful there. Um, but what you also could do is you can poll your neighbors and say, Hey, um, looking at having some people over, looking to do some fireworks. Um, what time is the latest you're going to not call the police on me? You know, you can also right. communicate right. with people and see what they what they have to think. But my go zone for fireworks is between nine and ten p.m. I don't think that's egregious. I don't think people should be calling um, the authorities on you for it being too late. I think it's dark. I mean, just you know, nine fifteen, knock it out. Perfect timing. And so with this, with Steve, it's no surprise. Communicate, communication, communicate with your neighbors. And that is why he is such a successful business mind. Steve Politzina, President of Good Karma Brands, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, Youth Coach of the Year. He does it all, and he makes time for us every week to help educate you on Ken Levick Alive. Steve, thank you so much. Enjoy your remaining nine and a half hours in the office today. <laughs> I'll shoot you a picture. It's... Uh... <laughs> It, 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 no one would want to trade places with me right now. I, I can promise you that. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Thank, thanks, thanks Dan Stone. Appreciate well, it, buddy. See ya. Steve Paul again. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, real quick, real quick, I want to tell you about EDS air conditioning because uh, I had a, a, a six-year-old birthday party. Over the weekend, my six-year-old birthday party. I just didn't have a random six-year-old party. That would be weird. I told my wife, hey, buy some Hello Kitty stuff and let's have a birthday party. No, no, no. My six-year-old had a birthday party, and we're talking about uh, 1920 of her little six-year-old friends coming over. And we were outdoors most of the time and bouncing around, bounce house, had a little slide, Hello Kitty inflatables, good times for all. It was so hot, though, outside the cake that we got my daughter, the lower part of it, just went, just melted away. Ugh. Just, so. You guys run into the freezer? It was that, we should have, we should have taken proper precautions and we didn't, but that's how hot outside it is. It, it, a birthday cake was out for 30 minutes and the whole bottom half of it collapsed. Just, and that could be your home. That could be your condo. That could be your apartment if your AC goes out. It is that hot in the summer, that humid in the summer in South Florida. So you got to have your air conditioning right. If there is any indication that your AC is starting to sputter up, get a hold of EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, train comfort specialist, hard to stop a train. Ken, what does that mean? I hear you say that all the time. It means they're using train parts. It means they're using train air conditioner units. This is the best in the business. It is EDS Air Conditioning. They're the best in the business. They've been doing it since 2006. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com, making appointment times to work around you and your schedule, trying to help your life out, not just with your AC, but also your sanity. How do I remember this? EDS is yes. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS Air Conditioning. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.